The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, it's great to get new listeners, particularly when they're interstate. Uh, welcome to Demon Dave. Uh, I'm listening in from Hawthorne in Melbourne, loving the show. I've been listening to hear news on the Jackson deal. But after the quality of the show in the last hour, I think I may tune in more often. Regards, Demon Dave. Oh. Good on you, Dave. Hey, Thanks for us, joining Dave. the family. I'm sorry you've got the next two weekends off. <laughs> <laughs> and just quickly from Paul and Margaret River, I think uh, those comments from Peter Bell are now putting the owners back on uh, to Rory Lobb and his management to come up with some sort of deal to put towards Fremantle's recruiters to ensure they are not left worse off because he doesn't want to honour his contract, which was signed in good faith a few years ago. Well, Paul, it also lays the foundation for Fremantle's headline tomorrow. Uh, Fremantle play hardball on yeah. on Rory Lobb, and they they have to be seen to be trying to play hardball. They've got to get good deals because they have to package everything up to give it to Melbourne. Because Jackson has said to Fremantle and his management, get the deal done for me to come home to Fremantle, because I don't want to go to West Coast. I won't go to West Coast. West Coast aren't prepared to give up their first pick, which is what is going to be the first starting point for Melbourne. So that's pick number two or three mm. in the draft. If West Coast are going to keep that, they also have to package something together. They've got more they can package together that Melbourne might accept. He doesn't want to go to, to, to West Coast. The worst scenario would be that it all falls over and he stays at Melbourne. I don't think so. The deal okay. will get done for Jackson to Fremantle, but Fremantle will have to play hardball wherever they can to get the best deals they can for Rory Lobb, Blake Akers, Griffin Logue. Griffin Logue, a five- or six-year deal at mm. North Melbourne on high hundreds of a $1,000 a wow. year per, per season. They okay. really wanted him. Let's look at the prelim finals. I mean, also we need to touch on the Brownlow medal before we go because that's oh, okay. on Sunday yep. night. Uh, Geelong, Brisbane, Lions, of course. O'Connor, the Medi sub from last week. And out. I reckon he tags Lockie yeah. Neal, doesn't he? Yeah, that, that's the, the forecast. It didn't really work. There's been talk about uh, O'Connor going to Neal, you know, first thing tomorrow night, and, and I think so probably as well. But he did that back when they played in round four. Mm -hmm. And Lockie Neal still had 30 possessions. O'Connor had 22. Uh, so it's not necessarily a lock that O'Connor will cut Neal out of the game. I wouldn't discount also that a bit of experimentation, even a Cam Guthrie runs very closely with Lockie Neal, but that's going to be one of the fascinating matchups for sure. Okay, Brisbane, uh, Fort Fullerton, both been admitted, and Matheson, the medical sub, is also out. But, of course, Joe Danaher and McInerney, a couple of begins there for the Lions tomorrow night. Hags? Yeah, um, awkward for uh, Darcy Fort. Mm. I thought he played, you know, okay as, okay. as filling in for. But I, I, I think Geelong probably win that one pretty yeah. better. And, uh, and Daniel McStay probably plays his last game for for Brisbane. He'll head to Collingwood. It looks like for certain. Uh, I tell you one or two other uh, matchups. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Jared Berry handles tomorrow mm. night. He'd have to go to another lockdown because I think that's his best job. Whether it be Isaac Smith or someone like that. The other one too is Caden. Coleman, perhaps the match for Stengel. That'll be fascinating. And then, of course, you know, the big guns, the Cameron and Hawkins. I think they'll be too good for Brisbane's defence. No changes for either Sydney or Collingwood uh, going into the game. Just the midi subs from their previous games are the only outs. No changes, no wins at this stage. How do you see that one going before we look oh, at the Brownlow? That, that's the one that I'm I'm not sure with. I'm really mixed on, on how we go here. But how Sydney handled Jordan Dugowie. Uh, how Sydney handled Collingwood's runners because they just get so forward of the play. But I, I think Sydney's defensive uh, players, the likes of Rampy, who plays as a goalkeeper, uh, I think they can make. They're, they're more disciplined in staying back behind. 
the Collingwood forwards, so they won't get it as easy in, as they did, say, against Fremantle last week when the Collingwood forwards, their small forwards particularly, uh, ran back on goal a lot of the time when the ball kicked out in front of them. So the likes, the role on, on, on Ginevan, how, who handles him, you know, I think also the likes of how Collingwood might even handle the likes of uh, Isaac Heaney. He's a gun player, so Jeremy Howe or probably Braden Maynard probably is almost mm. a match for there. And also the Moore Franklin contest, Peter. Darcy Moore, just the best key defender in the competition for mine because he's so versatile. The others are all very good at what they do. This guy, Alan Franklin, could be Franklin's last game even. Could I don't be. think so. I reckon he'll play next year. And there's one or could two play others. in the grand final. Could well do, and probably, and then retire after, after possibly even yeah. a premiership, a historic premiership. I think Sydney on Saturday. Not convinced, but I think Sydney, and I think Geelong tomorrow night. Okay, let's look at the Brownlow Medal, which has been moved because of uh, the events, uh, particularly coming out of the UK, uh, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth uh, the Second. Now on Sunday night, I know you're a stickler for looking at Brownlow and putting votes the way you see it. Who's likely to have the Chaz Brownlow around their neck on Sunday night? Do you think? I'm going out on a limb here. Yeah. I, I reckon I, I reckon leading into about round 20, 21 even, Lockie Neal's probably in front. Mm-hmm. But see, Lockie Neal gets tagged heavily in round 22 by, household name, Marcus Winhager <laughs> to just 15 possessions. So he doesn't get a vote against St Kilda. And then I reckon the Brayshaws might cause Lockie a bit of trouble because Angus Brayshaw tagged Lockie Neal in round 23 when Melbourne smashed Brisbane, remember? Mm-hmm. So in those three games, the last three, I reckon Clayton Oliver gets three votes against Collingwood in a loss. He was just incredible. Gets a vote against Carlton and gets three votes against Brisbane in the last game and jumps over Lockie Neal. It's a long shot, but I sense it could run all that way. The outside for third, I reckon, is Patrick Cripps because he has a lot of games where he might get one or one and two votes, but he has the flying start, Paddy Cripps. So I'm going Oliver to win by a vote or two from Lockie Neal. And then Patrick Cripps, almost the same as Neal. High, th- uh, high 20s, low 30s. And uh, Angus, Andrew Brayshaw, 26 votes. Good night.